What's going on, guys? In this podcast, I'm going to do my mock draft, my weekly mock draft. I guess we'll just make this an every Friday kind of thing. I think I did that last year as well. But um, yeah, I'm going to try and do something different in this mock than I did in the in the other ones just to kind of – I like to change, if I can, at least in the first three rounds, one variable and just kind of see where that takes us. So um, I am in the 111 spot this time. So that's usually for – you know, most years, that's a pretty sweet spot in terms of just value. You get to go back to back basically every round so or every uh, go at it. So that's cool. And let me tell you who already has come off the board because it's underway. Here's Christian McCaffrey went 1-1. Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley went three-hole. Um, Derrick Henry went fourth. Alvin Kamara went fifth. What a value that is. Tyreek Hill went sixth. That's a little much. Ezekiel Elliott went seventh. Those two picks are very, very important for us because we're sitting in the 111, and that's my opinion that two guys that didn't even need to be going at all in the first round are going ahead of us, so that's good to kind of knocks down two good players before us. And then you got Nick Chubb, <clears throat> excuse me, Jonathan Taylor, and then Travis Kelsey, and you guys know my stance on tight ends. So that is uh, three guys that are off the board that I would not definitely would not have taken an, an uh, under any circumstance. Sorry. So I think I'm going to do something weird here, right? So you've got, no, okay. Just for the sake of taking, uh, changing one variable, I am going to do something that I think will pay dividends because if I take Devontae Adams right here, he's still available at the 111, right? And this is right around where he's going. Anyways, if I take Devontae Adams right here, I'm doing so with the intention of taking Cam Akers with my next pick. So let's go ahead and take because I know Adams won't be there on my next pick in most in all likelihood. I'm going to take Adams now and then let's see how this shakes out. Uh, okay, it's our turn. Cam Akers is available. Wow. So that worked out nicely. After I took Adams and went Austin Eckler, DK Metcalf. Wow. Somebody took DK Metcalf ahead of Cam Akers and Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones still on the board as well at the running back position. At wide receiver, there's Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Michael Thomas, Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson still. So, you know, I think what would be kind of crazy for this mock in terms of like something that we can hope for is if I take, and I will go ahead and take um, Cam Akers here. If I take Akers here, then with my next go round, which will be at the 311, and then again at the 4-2, I will hope to get Allen Robinson with one of those picks. And then maybe, if we're really fortunate, we can also grab Clyde Edwards Elaire to have two running backs and two receivers after the first four rounds. And to me, that's two legit awesome players at each position. So let's go ahead and take Cam Makers here at the 2-2. And let, I'll tell you kind of who's going after him. It's Stefan Diggs went immediately after Cam Akers. Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon went next. J.K. Dobbins went. And then Patrick Mahomes at the 2-7. Patrick Mahomes at the 2-7. Guys, to me that's wild because I was just kind of sorting through my quarterback rankings earlier, which I'll be dropping on Monday. And just so you know, Patrick Mahomes going late second round, right? That's his ADP. He finishes the quarterback three last year right for the season so when you think about that it may not seem it may seem like hey you know that's good right but the other quarterbacks that finished ahead of him were guys that were drafted considerably later I believe it was Josh Allen and Kyler Murray right I think Kyler was like a fourth or fifth rounder last year but the point is taking a guy in the second round and if he's not the unequivocal quarterback one in my opinion 
it's a significant loss of value in terms of uh, how it affects your season. But anyways, we're not going to get into the quarterback early talk now. I just thought that was interesting as I was looking at it just a little while ago. But okay, so Patrick Mahomes and after him, DeAndre Swift, Justin Jefferson, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Brown, Najee Harris, Clyde Eversley-Lair. So there goes that plan as he's continuing to rise up the ADP. Um, George Kittle, Antonio Gibson, Michael Thomas, Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen, Julio Jones, Darren Waller, Chris Carson, Miles Sanders. So at the 311, we're on the clock. We have at running back, we've got guys like Josh Jacobs, which I'll pass on, David Montgomery, Travis Etienne. There's not much in the way of running backs here. So right, we're going to have to go receiver. And I think Allen Robinson is available. I think I have to take Allen here. And here's the thing, guys. I'm not, and you've heard me say this a million times, I'm not into reaching for need, right? Ideally, with one of these picks at this go-around, the 311 or the 4-2, I would love to get a running back, of course, right? Obviously, I don't want to have, you know, only one running back after my first four or five picks or whatever, but after my first five picks, yeah. But if the value is significantly better at receiver, I'm going to go that direction. So just keep that in mind. I'm going to go ahead and take Allen Robinson, and then we will see who – all right, so Josh Jacobs went after him, and then Josh Allen went at the 4-1. So now at the 4-2, I'm on the clock. Let's see what running backs are available. And good news, there is a running back that I absolutely find worthy of this selection, and that is David Montgomery. So just kind of keep that in mind as we look and see who else is available. We've got guys like Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, as I'm kind of really scrolling – sort of deeper down the running back uh, pipeline here to see what is, what's available. Hmm. So let's just recap real quick and look at our team. After three picks, you know, first, second, third round, we've got those three picks. Yeah, we've got Cam Akers as our RB1, which I'm fine with. I think it was like my RB7 or 8 in terms of my rankings. If you guys didn't catch that podcast, go back and listen. But we got Cam Akers, Devontae Adams, and Allen Robinson, right? So that's um, – a very different approach than I will likely take when it comes time to actually draft, but it's how it went this time. And, and so far I actually like it, man. Look, you get Allen Robinson and Devonte Adams as your receivers in a full point in a full point per reception league. I mean, that's, that's pretty legit. And you guys also know at this point, you know how I feel about cam makers and you also know how much I like David Montgomery and just looking at the other running backs available. You got Travis Etienne, Kareem Hunt, James Robinson, Miles Gaskin, Melvin Gordon, Javante. I mean, it's almost a no-brainer that the pick here has to be David Montgomery. And even if you look at what receivers are available, you've got Mike Evans, Terry McLaurin, Amari Cooper, uh, Chris Godwin, Cooper Cup, DJ Moore. So I'm pretty confident I'll be able to get my third receiver for a pretty good uh, at, with my next pick. So if I want to, so I'm going to go ahead and grab David Montgomery here, and we will see how it all plays out after that. So. After David Montgomery came Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, let's see, Kyler Murray at the 4-5, Terry McLaurin at the 4-6, Chris Godwin 4-7, DJ Moore at the 4-8. So he's slowly but surely climbing up this ADP thing. So DJ Moore, you may have to spend a little bit of earlier selection than you may have wanted to. And in the fourth round, I'm not nearly as crazy about DJ. See, a lot of people think that I'm I'm, you know, uh, biased or have certain, if I say something good about a player at, as a value, then I love that player no matter what. That's not the case, right? I love DJ Moore in the sixth round. I, I In the fourth round, I'm not so sure I'm even on board with that, right? Like, he could definitely return value. He could be a, he could be a great value at that spot. But for me, I feel like I'm getting a 
great value on him in the late fifth, early sixth area of this draft. Okay, Cooper Cup goes after him. Lamar Jackson at the 410. That's pretty good value for a quarterback early, in my opinion. Travis Etienne, Russell Wilson, Kyle Pitts, Adam Thielen, Robert Woods. Oh, my guy. Uh, Mark Andrew, and that's at the 5-3. So it's a little earlier, if I recall correctly, than where he went in my last mock. Uh, Mark Andrews, Kenny Galladay, Jamar Chase. Holy mackerel, Jamar Chase in the middle of the fifth round. I cannot get behind that at all. That, to me... That is extremely reckless. I'm sorry, guys. you got a really good receiver group there in Cincinnati, which I know I always say can be a good thing for that uh, particular fantasy player. But I like that when he's the number one guy. In this case, I think he's the third option right now, at least to, to, for the first six games or four games or five games of 2021. I look at Jamar Chase as the number three option in that in that uh, passing offense in terms of receivers, right? You got Tyler Boyd and T Higgins is the one and two. I think T Higgins is the one Boyd is the two. And then I'd have chase and, and that could change, you know, Burrow is his connection from college. Maybe that overtakes it by the midway point of the year, but to draft that guy in the fifth round to me is a little bit ludicrous. And then we got miles Gaskin, Kareem hunt, James Robinson, CD lamb. Okay. So we're on the clock. I'm gonna have to quickly make a pick here. Cause there's only five seconds or 10 seconds left. Um, I'm going to go with, Deontay Johnson. Whew. I, I was literally about to get auto drafted. So okay, let's see. I forgot to up up the um, the minutes in terms of the for each pick. So I only have two minutes, whereas last time I had like five. But that's okay because now we are at the at the top of the sixth round, the six two. And let's just take a quick look at our team. Cam Makers, David Montgomery is my running backs. Then you've got Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson, and Deontay Johnson as my receivers. And then looking at the running backs available now, as I would prefer to go running back here, you've got, let's see, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, Leonard Fournette, Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds, Kenyon Drake. Yeah, it's not, that's about it in terms of running backs that I would be interested in, in at this point. Receivers available. No one that, I mean, Odell available here is is very interesting, especially considering I don't have to start Odell. You know, meaning if I draft Odell right here, he is going to be there, um, and I can bench him, you know, and then kind of see how it plays out, and then maybe eventually trade somebody else or, you know, something like that to upgrade somewhere else, and then go with Odell as my third receiver if it all works out like that. But let's see. I think the pick here is going to be Javante Williams. I know it's early, top of the sixth round for a rookie, but to me, Javante Williams in the sixth round this year is going to be very similar to how the uh, Jonathan Taylor owner felt taking him in the fourth round as opposed to the as opposed to Clyde Brazilaire in the first round, right? And that's something that, ironically enough, the other day someone said like, "Oh wow, this is, you really changed your tune on Clyde." It's all about the price, baby. It's all about the price and the value, right? You're telling me Clyde is a top five pick, or Clyde in the third round as a guy with a one year NFL experience. There's a night and day difference there in terms of value and, and potential return on investment. So absolutely, I view Clyde much different now than I did last year at this time. Um, okay, so I went ahead and took Javante Williams there. So now I've got I've got three running backs and three receivers. I got Devontae Adams, Cam Makers, Allen Robinson, David Montgomery, Deontay Johnson, and Javante Williams. So Javante Williams is your third running back. To me, that's that's fine value. And I haven't even looked at tight end or quarterbacks available. So I guess I'll do that now. 
just to see. Let's see. I mean, right now I'm at the bottom of the seventh round. I'm at the 7 11. I'm on the clock. And we've got at quarterback Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, Jalen Hurts, Ryan Tannehill. I mean, Deshaun Watson still available. Of course, we've got that off field kind of thing going on. But yeah, there's plenty of quarterbacks still available. So I'm going to take a quick look at receiver. I mean, at tight end. And Mike Kosicki is the number one tight end on the board right now. So that should tell you that it's not necessarily loaded at this point in the draft. Um, let's see. We've got Dallas Goder, Rob Gronkowski, Irv Smith, which is just way too early for him, in my opinion. Logan Thomas just is still there. He's always there in these mocks. And excuse me, I can't. It's so hard to, to ignore that value in the in the bottom of the seventh round, but I think I can get him at the end of the next round, actually. So I'll wait probably at least for a little while on him. <clears throat> and then running backs available, nothing crazy. Um, yes, Michael Carter's available. I'm not super excited to take him here. And then at the remember we're at the seven eleven, bottom of the seventh round. Brandon Cooks is available, which I'm you know, not I'm not super into taking cooks right at this point i do like him but not quite yet debo samuel robbie anderson that to me might just be a pretty ah so now we have to ask ourselves and i think i've answered it matthew stafford and yes maybe i could get matthew stafford at the next um in terms of at the next pick but i think um I got 10 seconds, nine, eight. I'm going to go ahead and take Stafford here, guys. I just love him, and I just think that I ran out of time, basically. And he's a guy that, in my opinion, is guaranteed to return value on a basically an eighth-round pick, right? So I went ahead and took Stafford there. After Stafford went, James Conner, Kenyon Drake, Jalen Waddle. Wow. Jerry Judy. Ooh, that's a good pick. I should I, – damn, if I would have seen Judy, I would have picked him. I need this – but not adjusting the time limit here kind of screwed me up. Chase Claypool went next. Aaron Rodgers went at the 7-5. That's pretty damn good value for the reigning MVP. And people are seriously so nervous about, did I just really take Matt Stafford over Aaron Rodgers? That's kind of bonkers. But I actually, you'll see in my quarterback rankings, I might just have Stafford higher than Aaron Rodgers in fantasy this year. So calm down. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Noah Fant, Chase Edmonds, T. Higgins. Okay. Ronald Jones, and now we are on the clock. So let's see. At running back, we've got Mike Davis is still available at the top of the eighth round. That's pretty good value, in my opinion. Let's take a look at the receivers real quick. Debo Samuel, Robbie Anderson. I'm going to go ahead and uh, let me see if tight ends available. I think I can get Logan Thomas. Mm, I don't know about that. I might just have to take Logan Thomas now, guys, because if I wait, I'm waiting like – a, I'm waiting like 19 picks, right? So I don't know if Logan Thomas will still be there then, although there's a decent chance. Let's see. It's either Mike Davis. You know what? I'm going to go Mike Davis because <clears throat> I did draft a rookie running back, right? And I did so, what was that, in the fifth or sixth round? Sixth round. So in Javante Williams. And he may take a little time to get rolling, right? So in the meantime, I got a guy like Mike Davis that, if there's ever a time of this season where Mike Davis is going to be great, it's going to be early on, right? Because he's a guy that's going to at least be the starter early. And if he plays well enough, he'll continue to be that guy. So, you know, I went ahead and took Mike Davis there for that reason alone. And now guess who's available? Logan Thomas at the 9-11, just like I hoped he would be. And I know people are going to be like, dude, 
give it up, take somebody else as a tight end. It's just a mock draft. But I'm sorry, man. It, 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 this goes into strategy, right? And we like to know. We like to know when can we how long can i wait and still comfortably get this guy right and by the time our real drafts come around i mean i'll have done i'll have done you know probably a few dozen of these so if I, i'll really have sort of a feel for where i can get logan thomas so i'm gonna go ahead and draft him here i think it's a good value man at the where was that bottom of the ninth round basically the 10th round so yeah right after him went michael gallup the sean watson wow i mean that one i understand because I'm not so sure Deshaun Watson is going to play this year. You know, I, I don't, and that's not an indication of whether I think he's innocent or guilty. It's just the fact of the matter is with stuff like this, when you look back at Greg Hardy, he was in situations like that. And that was much worse. If, well, it was in the same ballpark, of course. But the point is Greg Hardy was basically immediately found not guilty. And he was still on the commissioner's exempt list the whole season. So it's those kinds of things that are really strange and it's hard to predict, right? So, okay, we're back on the clock at the 10-2. After I took Logan Thomas, went, like I said, Michael Gallup, Sean Watson. So now I'm looking at the uh, the running backs, excuse me, available. A.J. Dillon's available. Robbie Anderson is still available. So this is interesting, right? Let's take a look at our team and see which one suits us more at this particular point. So Matt Stafford, Cam Akers, David Montgomery, Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson, Logan Thomas, Deontay Johnson, Javante Williams, and then Mike Davis. So we have a good amount of running backs that I feel comfortable about. Let's see, one, two, um, three, four. We got four running backs. So let's see. Yeah, A.J. Dillon, I mean, man, A.J. Dillon and at this point could be like a slightly disappointing pick or he could be a fantasy winning pick, like a league winning pick, right? Considering we went receiver early and we really got some good quality blue chip caliber guys at that position, I'm going to go A.J. Dillon here, guys, because I'm just – I feel like it's worth taking this shot at this particular time in this draft. So let's go ahead and get him in. Plus, I think A.J. Dillon should already be off the board. I think his ADP has him going a couple rounds earlier than this um, normally. So that is um, something to also consider. So now we have a long wait until our next pick. But after A.J. Dillon came off the board, it was Jalen Hurts, which, wow, that's a pretty damn good value there. And then, of course, Robbie Anderson, Corey Davis, Robert Tanya, Naheem Hines – um, Justin Fields, wow, in the 10th round. Okay, Michael Pittman, Antonio Brown, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams, Todd Gurley. Wow, Todd Gurley's not even on a team. He's just going in the 11th round, top of the 11th round, no less. Ryan Tannehill, Devontae Parker, Tyler Higby, Tony Pollard, Matt Ryan, Zach Ertz, Devin Singletary, Rondell Moore, Austin Hooper, and now we are back on the clock. So let's take a look at who's available. Gus Edwards, one of my favorite in terms of just – Steady Eddie kind of guys. Darnell Mooney is, is probably my favorite guy that you can get in the double-digit rounds in this year's uh, draft, at least the receiver position. For sure, Henry Ruggs is available still. That's interesting. And, and let's take a look at tight ends, right? We're not done with tight ends. Let's take a look. Okay, so Cole Komet, Adam Troutman, Jonu Smith, Evan Ingram, Jared Cook. There's still guys there that I'm interested in, but I don't think there's anybody that I'm taking right this second. Let's go back and take a look at receiver again. I think I'm going to go Darnell Mooney, guys. I, I Well, you know what? I think I can get him next. So is there a better option that will be more valuable at this particular point in the draft? Um, there's three. Cohen is available here. What other quarterbacks are there? Trey Lance, yeah. Um, let's see. I got 35 seconds left exactly. So we're going to keep on looking here. Um Gus Edwards 
is definitely a good value at this point, but I'm just not so sure I need him. And if considering how little I need him at this point in the draft, his value to me is just a little bit affected. How about this? Let's do something weird. Let's take T.Y. Hilton, right? In the 11th round, basically the 12th round, it's the 11-11. I just took T.Y. Hilton. And I did so because what if he just so happens to be healthy and better than he was last year and kind of a throwback to like maybe this could conceivably be T.Y. Hilton's one last hoorah in terms of a high level producer at the receiver position. Like I, I really believe that. And he's not that old, right? I think he's like 30 or something like that, 31. But he's obviously been banged up and at times in his career, missed some games here and there. But to me, T.Y. Hilton's worth taking a shot on there. It could be one of those picks where you look at it later and go, what were you thinking? No doubt. But at this point, I went ahead and did it. So it is what it is. Um, let's see. Latavius Murray available at the top of the 12th round is interesting to me. You know what, guys? Let's go ahead and take Trey Lance, right? Or let me see what tight ends are available. Evan Ingram, Troutman, Jared Cook, Cole Komet. Yeah, see, again, I don't have to take these guys right now. But there's a, Oh, wait a minute. Is Darno Mooney still there? Because I will go ahead and grab my – yeah, I'm going to go ahead and grab Darno Mooney here at the top of the 12th round because if Darno Mooney ends up being hitting his ceiling versus if Trey Lance hits his ceiling, I think Darno Mooney impacts us more in terms of wins and losses, right? So because of that, I'm going to go Darno Mooney. And I have Matthew Stafford, and I have a ton of confidence that Matthew Stafford is going to be that dude. So, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and draft Darno Mooney here at the 12-2. And then after Mooney went Amon Ross St. Brown, which is wild that he's going in drafts when he may not even basically play this year as a, as a fourth-round rookie. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell went after him. Baker Mayfield, Trey Lance. So that ship has sailed, unfortunately. Evan Ingram, but I knew it would. Gus Edwards, Jamal Williams, J.D. McKissick, Henry Ruggs, Russell Gage, Jared Cook. Russell Gage could be a sneaky good value, I think, especially this guy got him at 12-12, so that's pretty solid. Jared, I say this guy as if it's not a computer anima, uh, automated system I'm playing against here. But <laughs> in any case, Jared Cook goes at 13-1. That's pretty good value. Marvin Jones at 13-2. Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz, Elijah Moore, Tariq Cohen, Latavius Murray, Adam Troutman, Nelson Aguilar, Cole Beasley. And here I am at the 13-11. So Kadarius Tony staring at me. Let's take a look at our team real quick. Let's kind of recap and, and look at what we're doing. So we have Stafford at quarterback at running backs. We have... K-Makers, David Montgomery, um, Javante Williams, Mike Davis, A.J. Dillon. So we're pretty, you know, we could use one more guy for sure, but we we definitely have some quality guys at that position. Now at receiver, we've got Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson, uh, Devon, I'm sorry, Deontay Johnson, T.Y. Hilton, and Darnell Mooney. So what is that? One, two, three four five okay five receivers yeah we're we're pretty much loaded at that position as well so let's go ahead and look at that tight end position now okay look a guy like cole Komet right here it would not shock me in the slightest bit if cole Komet finished top five or seven this year as, as a tight end right meaning top five to seven tight end in fantasy so i'm gonna go ahead and take him you know where are we at in the draft we're at the 13 one i could probably get him at the 14 two but at this point let's just make sure we get him on our roster and we'll you know we'll kind of deal with whatever after that there's no way to know if he'd be available there. But after him went Jalen Rieger, Justin Tucker, and now here we are again. So let's see what quarterbacks are available. Daniel Jones is available right here. Cam Newton, right? So, I mean, that's, to me, Cam was my only quarterback drafted last time. But as I mentioned, I'm pretty damn confident in Stafford, and I don't see anyone that gets me 
excited to the point of i mean zach wilson's available too but excited to the point of like oh yeah let me get him on the roster i don't think we need to let's i mean we'll come back to that right so at running back is pretty much picked clean philip Lindsay's the top guy and then chuba hubbard which is chuba hubbard may be interesting but i could i can't really see a rookie coming in there and, and even if mccaffrey was to miss some games i can't see him being the number one guy i could see him definitely having a large role but probably not the number one guy okay at receiver Kadarius tony uh, I don't see him going to – oh, my goodness, Jamison Crowder. That's just – I have to take him right there. At the 14-2, I just took Jamison Crowder. That is silly, okay? And, yeah, maybe I didn't take a kicker in a defense, but who cares? I'll probably go – let me go check out defense now as I'm back on the clock here. For the last pick, let's see. Defenses. Okay, so we've got the, the Washington football team defense is available. Someone took the Chiefs, the Vikings, the Seahawks, the Chargers, the Niners, the Dolphins, the Titans, the Patriots, and the Buccaneers all over the Washington football defense. So I will happily just completely steal the Washington football team's defense. And yes, I am um, very much happy with this team. So Real quick, let's go over this team one last time. And yeah, I didn't take a I, I didn't take a kicker. You know, that's something that we can do, as I've mentioned several times. But I do want to say this one last time for those that maybe didn't listen to the last mock drafts. If you don't take a kicker right in your draft, people are going to look at you like, "Whoa, what are you doing? You don't have a kicker." But it, it's not like you draft and then week one is the next day, right? And even if it was, it doesn't matter because you can <clears throat> you can draft. I mean, you can not take a kicker. And then you can watch the early round of games on Sunday morning, you know, Sunday 1 p.m. if you're on the East Coast, 10 a.m. if you're on the West Coast. You can watch that early round of games. And then you can say, okay, this guy, you know, my one of my running backs or whatever tore his Achilles. So he's done. Let me cut him and pick up my kicker before the next slate of games. You know, that's that's a little strategy that I think it, it sometimes doesn't do anything for you. And you're like, oh, why did I do that? But at other times, it's like, oh, my God, like, thank God I did that because – I would have never cut that guy and now he's out for the year and I was able to keep this guy who I probably would have cut all because I sacrificed not having a kicker on the field for the first round of games. To me, it's a strategy that's definitely worth employing if um, if you just want to have an extra extra squeeze, you know, an extra an extra opportunity at the plate. So, so yeah, guys, uh, one last time let's recap the team and then we'll head out of here. So we got Matthew Stafford as our only quarterback. Cam Akers, David Montgomery is our one-two punch at the running back position, and I'm not mad at that, okay? Um, at the receivers spots, we have Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson, Deontay Johnson as well, and then you've got Javante Williams at the flex. You've got Logan Thomas at tight end. Washington football team is defense. You've got Mike Davis, A.J. Dillon, T.Y. Hilton, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, and Jamison Crowder. I mean, those are to get a guy in the 14th round that I legitimately believe can be a weekly flex play. Like I could start him every single week in the flex if I need to in Jamison Crowder. I think that's really good value. So um, again, this is not exactly how I would do it, right? Like I'm not probably not going to take a receiver in the first round. Um, but I just wanted to kind of see, as I always say, change one variable in those first three rounds and then see how it goes. So this time that's what we did. And, um, yeah, hope you guys enjoy the podcast. I will see you again later. Peace.